0: jump into the message. Um, We have been working through the Beatitudes, which is really the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. And we've been kind of going step by step through the Beatitudes and talking about the fact that, um, you know, often, when I was young in church at least, I thought that the Beatitudes were like this high bar of like, a really great Christian might have all of these things, and if I could just be more meek, and if I could just be more righteous, and if I could just be more pure in heart, then God would bless me, then he would love me, right? It was like it was like this standard that I could never quite measure up to, but that's really not what Jesus is saying, and it's not what the gospel of his kingdom, which he came to announce at the beginning of this. He said, I'm coming preaching the kingdom of God is not about setting that, that bar, that high standard, if you just do this, then you will be blessed. That's not what it's about at all. Actually, these are attributes or characteristics of someone whose heart has been gripped by the kingdom of God and whose life is being changed by the kingdom of God from the inside out. They begin to become those whose hearts are broken for others. They begin to become those who are more meek. They begin to become those who seek after righteousness. And as we're going to talk about today, they become those who seek peace, and make peace. Matthew 5, 9 says, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. And this is where we're going to focus our attention today. In other translations, this one says, those who work for peace. In other translations, you may be more familiar with the word peacemakers. And in this beatitude, Jesus does not bless those who just seek peace, although he could. And he does not bless those who are um, peacekeepers, although that's talked about in other parts of scripture. He's actually blessing those who are peacemakers, who get in the game and actually are moved to action to make peace in all of their relationships. Those are the ones that Jesus is blessing in this beatitude. And this word for peace echoes back to the Hebrew word of the Old Testament, shalom, which we know is a Jewish greeting, which actually means way more than just not having conflict or war, which we often think peace is. Peace in this situation, peace in this context is about wholeness. It's about every part being joined together and working together in wholeness. When someone would give the greeting, shalom, it's peace to you, peace on you, that that is the highest blessing that someone could give you, to have wholeness and peace in every area of your life. It was peace in your physical health. It was peace over over everything in your life, your finances. It was prosperity. It meant all of these things. It was peace when all of the parts of your life come together and are knit and joined together as one. One definition that I read this week as I was studying says, peace is when all essential parts are joined together. This is a rich blessing that the Jewish people knew this word shalom meant. Now, we've jumped into the New Testament. This is a Greek word, but that's where it gets its roots. So in this beatitude, Jesus is blessing those who work for peace or are peace so, what does that mean for us today in our world, in our context? What does it mean to be a peacemaker? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I believe that being a peacemaker means that we are agents for healing and reconciliation in all of our relationships in our world. We are agents for healing and reconciliation in all of our relationships if we are going to be peacemakers. God is a God of peace. His kingdom is a kingdom of peace. Jesus was called the Prince of Peace, and the Holy Spirit is known as bringing unity and the bond of peace into our life. God's kingdom is peace. The atmosphere of his kingdom, if you want to say it this way, is peace. All essential pieces are whole in his kingdom. It is a kingdom of peace. And if we want to be part of his kingdom, if we want to be his children and carry the blessing of this beatitude in our lives, then we need to carry that fragrance, that atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven that carries peace into every room and every conversation that we walk into. We are those who bear peace in our lives and bring it with us wherever we go. Peace is not just the absence of strife or conflict. We often think that it is. But peace reigns when the causes of strife are actually healed. Peace reigns, I'll say that again, when the causes of strife are healed. God is a God of reconciliation and healing. And peace means that he brings reconciliation and healing to all of our relationships. This comes into play in three specific areas in our life that I want to talk about today. Peace with God, peace within ourselves, and peace with other people. Let's start with peace with God. Healing and reconciliation can only begin in our lives when we ourselves Have peace with God. When we are in right relationship with our creator and our father and he is working in our lives, then we can carry his peace into the rest of our world. If we're not right with God, we won't be able to carry his peace. So that's the first step. We need to be right with God. Ephesians 2, starting in verse 18, I want to read a portion of scripture here for you. It says, All of this, our new life in Christ, is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. I want you to notice how many times this scripture says, has given to us or gave to us. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. When we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The scripture says that God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave to us this job of being ambassadors for his kingdom, of being those who carry and make peace In our world. Beckoning others to come home to God. Calling them home to his presence. To be made right with him. That is what the ministry of reconciliation is. That is what we are ambassadors for. Is that people would come back home to God. And make their relationship and their heart right with him. Our very lives should be that that plea of the father through us to someone else. Calling them home to Jesus. Jesus. So that they can have that right relationship with God and peace with God in their own lives. Are you right with God today? If not, we need to deal with that first. There needs to be a certain amount of humility and softness in our hearts in order to walk in peace with God. We have to be able to examine our own hearts to see if there is any sin or any barriers that would keep us from walking in close right relationship with him. This isn't just a one-time thing at salvation, but it's an ongoing work of the heart to be sure that we're in right relationship with God, to be sure that we're walking in his righteousness, to be sure that we're good with him, and there's no barriers there that he can flow through us with his peace to reconcile the world to him. We need to keep short accounts of our own right relationship with God, walking always in that conviction and humility and softness before him. We need to be right with God first, and then we need to have peace within ourselves. And this term of inner peace has been manipulated and used poorly in a world of spirituality, not Christianity. But we need inner peace. In Romans 6-8, through Paul goes through this explanation for us of how our spirit and soul are at war with each other. He says, I want to do the things that are good. There's things I want to do, but I don't do them. And there's things I don't want to do, but those end up being the things that I do. There's this tug of war inside of me. And I want to to just lay this out for us today. That inner peace comes when that struggle inside of us is healed. And for me, it's often the struggle between my head and my heart. Often I know what I should do. I know what the word of God says I should do. But my desire is to do something different. It's like all of you busy in the morning coming to work. Sometimes I don't have time to pack a lunch. And I plan in my mind that I'm going to go to Wendy's and get a salad for lunch. And all morning I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to Wendy's and get this salad. And I pull up to the drive-thru and I say, can I have a cheeseburger and fries? And I'm like, "What? what just happened? I was going to get the salad. But what my heart wanted wasn't the same as what my head wanted. I know the salad's better for me. I know I should be eating it, but I get to that drive through and I say, Fries! Every single time. <laughs> fries! Sometimes I get the salad and fries. <laughs> That's really conflicted. My point is, sometimes our head and our heart are not aligned. And there's conflict within us. And it adds to our instability. And it, it doesn't allow us to have that inner peace that we need. That peace is only going to really come when our thoughts and our hearts, our desires, are lined up with God's thoughts and his desires for our life. When they're in line, when they're in tune, then we begin to just walk in peace. We begin to walk in peace in our everyday lives. And this is something that is is really important, I think, for us to consider because if we're not at peace within us, if we don't settle those emotional reactions and the things that are going on inside of us, if we don't heal those, we'll never be able to be stable enough and whole enough to walk in right relationship with one another. In John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus said this, I am leaving you with a gift of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Notice that. Peace of mind and heart. Notice also that peace is a gift that Jesus gives to us. He blessed his disciples by saying, peace is a gift I'm going to give to you. It's the atmosphere of my kingdom. It's what I'm all about. And I'm going to gift you with peace. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he cannot steal something that wasn't rightfully yours in the first place. Peace is rightfully yours. Peace is yours. It is a gift that Jesus gave you. So if you don't have peace in your life right now, It's because you've allowed something or someone to steal that from you. So we have to consider, what are the things that are influencing our lives? What are the things that are influencing our thoughts and the desires of our heart? What are we letting in that's influencing us away from being in alignment with God? In this particular season, one of those things for me personally was the news. About a year ago, I used to watch headlines with my husband every morning. And about a year ago, I just said, I can't do it anymore. It's affecting my peace. And I I can't do that. I don't have time for that. So I stopped watching the news. I also limit the amount of time I'm on social media. Because it affects my peace. Maybe it doesn't for you. It affects my mind and my heart. I begin to think things about people I probably shouldn't think about them based on what I'm seeing them post and say on Facebook. So I've had to limit that in my life because I am responsible for my inner peace. I am responsible for the things that I put in front of me that affect my thoughts and my heart. And I am responsible to keep those in alignment with God and stay at peace so that I can be a peacemaker in the world. That's our responsibility. only in the presence of God that I get that reset and that refilling from my heart and my mind. And I need to do that every single day. Every single day, I need quiet time alone in his presence. And I'm actually very specific about how I'm asking for his thoughts over my life, his desires for my life today. What do you think about me, God? Where are you in the middle of this day? I need you. And resetting myself in peace in his presence. So that no matter what I face in my day, no matter what hard conversation I have to have, no matter what thing I come up against, I have peace inside. That is unshakable and stable foundation for my life. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard, here it is again, your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We need this reset of peace every single day. If I don't do this, my inner world is unstable. If I'm not realigning my thoughts and my heart constantly with God, I'm going to be unstable on the inside. I'm not going to be at peace in myself. So the first thing is peace with God. The second thing is that inner stability, that inner peace that we need. In order to step out and to walk in peace, in all of our relationships with other people. And I wanna talk about this for a little bit because I think this is really, really, really important. One of the greatest fears I think we have in making peace with other people is that we're going to have to give up or lay down our perspectives, our position, our opinions, our principles, our convictions. If I'm gonna make peace with this person who I disagree with, I'm going to lose something. That's a misconception. It doesn't have to be that way. And we can actually have peace in our relationships. We can have a life and and we can have relationships and friendships and marriages without strife, without frustration, without anger when we learn how to walk in truth and grace with each other. Peace doesn't mean uniformity. It doesn't mean we all have to have the same conviction and all agree on all of the same things and every T crossed and I dotted the same way. We can actually have unity in diversity if we're willing to walk in humility with each other. We can even disagree and be conflicted in our conversations, without hostility and anger. We can do that. We can be peacemakers. We can walk in compassion for one another, as the Bible calls us to do. We can forgive one another, pray one another for one another, encourage one another, serve one another, and work for peace together. Remember, peace reigns when the causes of strife Are healed hurt that happened in relationship will be healed in relationship offenses that happen in relationship will only be healed in relationship we go to God with them we let him work in our hearts but they're only healed where the rubber hits the road and we actually take the risk to step back into relationship that's where things are truly healed So can we sit down together and work to find the cause of our strife? Can we get to the bottom of it without defensiveness? Can we work on our differences with compassion and kindness towards each other? Can we work together to see our relationships healed and restored? That's the heart of a peacemaker who's asking those questions. That's the heart of someone who works for peace. In Romans 12:18. Paul says this, if it is possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So super practically at the end here, how do we do that? How do we be peacemakers in all of our relationships? How do we live in peace with everyone? How do we live this? There's a couple things that I feel are really important for those who want to be peacemakers. These are attributes or characteristics of someone who is a peacemaker. First of all, peacemakers take responsibility. Stop blaming everyone else for the problem. Examine your own heart. Learn how to walk in humility and honesty and own your part. Every time there is conflict, I'm sure of this. It's it's never really fully one-sided. We all have something to own. And whether it was an attitude in my heart, the way I turned away, whatever it is, I have to own that in order to walk in peace with other people. I can't put the blame fully on someone else. If I'm going to open up an honest conversation, I need to be honest about what's going on with me. So I ask God, is there any unhealthy thoughts or attitudes out of alignment with you in my life? Have I been defending my own bad behavior? Have I been out of sync with your heart or your thoughts for your life or about the people around me? Do I need to realign myself with you, God, if I'm unwilling to take any responsibility? Peacemakers take initiative. Peacemakers are the ones who are willing to reach out to make the first move, to cross that divide and say, hey, are we okay? Is there something wrong here? Do we need to talk? That's what peacemakers are like. They take initiative. We actually can't be the ones who step back, who don't allow the opportunity for people to make peace with us. I believe we need to be actually active in this. Matthew 18, 15 says, If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses, you have won that person back. Here's the thing. Peacemakers take risks. They step out and they take that initiative and they take that risk to make the relationship right, not knowing necessarily how it's going to turn out. Yes, we want healing and reconciliation. Yes, we want a big hug and everything to be okay in the end, but it might not go that way. Peacemakers are the ones that are okay to take that risk because Jesus took that risk for us. He went to the cross, and he reconciled us to God, not knowing how we would respond. Not knowing if we would say yes. Not knowing how we would respond when it came our turn. But he went anyway, believing it was for our best, and believing that some would. He took the risk. We need to be like Jesus. We need to be the ones who will cross that divide and make it easy for people To make peace with us. We can't hold on to it. There's no good use in stewing about stuff. Do you ever have a conversation with somebody and you walk away and you go, what? Wait a sec. I think I was hurt. And you're rehearsing the conversation over and over in your mind. And you're stewing on it. And you're thinking about it. And you wake up the next morning and you're still thinking about it. And you see them at the grocery store and you go down another aisle because you want want to avoid that. You know how much energy and time we spend stewing about things instead of just dealing with them? What if you just picked up the phone and said, hey, I'm not sure how we ended that conversation. Can we fix this? Can we finish talking? because I was a little bit hurt. Is that okay to say that? I don't think you meant to do that. Can we talk this out? Instead of spending all of that energy avoiding the situation, don't hold on to it. Don't avoid it. Don't vent about it to others. The scripture we just read says if someone offends you, you go to that person. This is biblical peacemaking right here. You don't go to your friends and complain about it. You don't gossip about that person. You don't go around thinking about it. It says, go to him. If someone offends you, go to him. And I'm going to add my extra, Brenda 315. If you think you've offended somebody, you go to them too. Be a peacemaker. Sometimes when I, I cross people in the lobby, I'm busy on a Sunday and I think we've had uh, you know, an off interaction, I'll just text them or call them that day and say, hey, are we good? Are we okay? I'm, I'm sorry. I was super busy when we cried. Yeah, sure. We're fine. Usually it's, it's all fine. Sometimes it's not, but people always respect that I've called and made that connection. We can't avoid it. We can't ignore it. Avoidance is not peacemaking. And I hear people say all the time, I just don't like confrontation. Well, I'm sorry. Confrontation is part of the gospel. When Jesus hung on the cross, he confronted sin and death with love and grace. And love and grace what? <laughs> confrontation does not necessarily mean fighting. I think we have this wrong in our minds. We think having a confrontation means we're going to have to have a fight, and we don't like fighting, and that's good. We shouldn't like fighting, but we should be able to have a confrontation in love and in peace that works to reconcile our relationships and heal things and make us better in the end. The, re- the best friendships and relationships that I have are the ones that I had to fight a little bit for. That I had to confront things with those people and we had to wrestle them out so that our relationship could be healed and we could continue to grow and continue to go deeper into relationship. This is important. We can't avoid it. We actually have to get better at confrontation. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And hard conversations do not need to be filled with strife and justifications and anger. They need to be filled with truth and grace that brings us together rather than tearing us apart. Peace does not mean avoiding confrontation. And confrontation is always the pathway to peace like we saw with Jesus, confronting sin at the cross was a pathway to peace for us. Take the initiative. Sometimes you need to give yourself a little bit of time. I'm just going to say that too. There are times when I pick up the phone immediately and there are times when I have to give myself a little bit of time. I have to work out that inner thing first. If I'm angry, if I want to blame somebody, if I'm just being spiteful, it's not time to pick up the phone. But when my heart is soft and I want to make the relationship right, it's time. Sometimes you need a little bit of time. Sometimes you need a moment to get your heart realigned with God, to have that peace inside before we go to make peace with other people. And remember the outcome Of reconciliation is always what we're working for. The scripture that we read earlier said if you go to that person and they receive you and and you have a good interaction, you've won them back. That's reconciliation. We are in the business of winning people back. Peacemakers take a risk. They cross that divide. Establishing biblical peace sometimes comes at a cost. Are we willing to pay that cost? The cross is definitely the source of our new life in Christ, but it's also the pattern of our new life in Christ. Are we willing to be the ones who cross that divide, who pick up our cross and follow Jesus every day? The questions we need to stop asking ourselves is, will this work? Will it be effective? are we always rehearsing that? I think I should call that person. Will it work? Will they respond? Will it be effective? Those are not the right questions to be asking ourselves. The questions we do need to be asking ourselves is, am I being faithful to Jesus in this situation? Am I being faithful to the kingdom of peace that I have been called into in this situation? Am I being faithful? Not, will it be effective? You don't know if it will be effective until you try. And remember, we read that scripture that said, as much as is up to you, make peace with everyone. You know what? Sometimes people don't want to make peace. And that's okay. Then we need to just pray and release them and let them go. But if we are the ones who reach out and there is reconciliation, we've won them back. And if not, we will live without regret. It's a win-win. We don't lose when we take the initiative to be peace Makers in our world. The blessing of this beatitude, as I end here this morning, the blessing of this beatitude is that peacemakers are called sons of God. This is this term. In the translation we read, it said children of God. This term, sons of God, is a term of endearment in the New Testament. It would correlate with Abba, Father. It's this closeness of relationship and proximity When we work for peace in our world, the blessing we receive is that we are called sons of God. What dignity is bestowed on those who work for peace? God himself says, those who carry the spirit of my son, those who work for peace, those who are peacemakers in this world, those who take the risk, those who cross the divide to have the hard conversation, those are my children. They're mine. They act like me. They carry the atmosphere of heaven with them. They're peacemakers. And we get the blessing of God over our lives when we act as peacemakers. Closing thought I was doing a lot of reading and listening to podcasts and research this week about being peacemakers, and I came across this line. And it just stuck with me. A divided church cannot heal a divided world. Only a whole church can heal our world. And I feel like we've spent a lot of time in the church being divided. And that's not new to this season, it's been my whole life almost 50 years of being in church. And I've seen churches divided over the craziest things, Christians divided over the most ridiculous things. The kingdom of God is a peacemaking, peacekeeping kingdom. We need to get better at having those hard decisions and carrying the atmosphere of heaven with us everywhere we go. At MP, we are committed to having hard conversations, walking with you in reconciliation in your relationships, walking with you through this biblical process if you need it because we're committed to seeing things healed and restored and reconciled and to draw people back to God so they can get about doing what God has called them to do instead of stewing about relationships that have gone wrong. We're committed to this in this church My dad pastored a church in a small town for 35 years. He planted that church, and he stayed there and pastored in the same place. a church about this size, 35 years, small community. He could have never done that if he did not walk by this principle in his life and be willing to have hard conversations with people who came and went from his church. To be willing to cross the divide. To be the one who reached out and said, I want to make peace with you no matter what. I want to be this kind of person. I want to be a peacemaker. And I want to get this this blessing of being a child of God over my life. And so I just want to ask you this morning, if you are stirred by this, if you want to commit to being that kind of person who's a peacemaker in our world, would you just stand on your feet with me? And I just want to pray with you at the end of this message and bless you. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 3.16, May the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. I pray that blessing over your life today. May the God of peace give you peace at all times and in every situation. So, Father God, as we stand here today before you, as those who desire to be peacemakers, as those who desire to carry this atmosphere of heaven in our everyday lives, would you teach us how to do this? Would you teach us to be better at being peacemakers and peacekeepers in this world? Would you teach us to be better at this? And God, I just pray that if there's anything in our heart or our life right now, anything in our mind or our heart that needs to be realigned with your kingdom, would you bring that to the surface, even in this moment of prayer? Bring it up. If there's someone that we need to fix a relationship with, if you're asking us to cross that divide, to take that initiative, to take responsibility, whatever it is that you're asking us to do, to apply this message to our lives today, I pray that you would just bring those things up. We're willing. We're willing to hear them. We want to be the ones who make those moves, who cross that divide, and who make peace in every way in our lives. Would you help us, God? I pray that if there's anyone here, I just sense this in my spirit. That someone's here and they're saying, I want to do that, but I need help. That's exactly why we have the Lord. That's exactly why we have peace with him first is because he helps us and empowers us to be able to walk through that stuff. So he's with you. He's with you. Father, I thank you for these words of Matthew. That you enabled him to remember these words and write them for us so that we could live by them today help us to be peacemakers for your kingdom in your name we pray amen amen thank you so much for being here today if you need